This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast, and welcome to the fourth annual DP Awards, which is brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. They got everything from roll-ons to massage therapy oils. Is that a thing? I guess. I don't know. But it's stuff you don't ingest. It's stuff you don't smoke. It's strictly stuff you rub on your body. So it's good for aches and pains. Think of like an A535 from back in the day or some Tiger Bomb. It works like that, but better because it's CBD infused. And it has very low THC. So you don't have to worry about getting high. So please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. If you're into collectibles or into nerd culture or into sports memorabilia, please visit firstrow.ca and use promo code THEPODCAST20. You'll get 20% off. These guys ship worldwide now. And to all you American listeners and everyone around the world, I guess, if our Canadian dollar is cheaper for you, everything is in Canadian funds, so you'll get it at a little bit cheaper rate once the conversion is added on. And they update daily, so there's no need not to visit them every day. Please visit them every day. Like I said, they got comic books. They got signed wrestling figures. They got uh, hockey pucks, hockey gloves, like old school 70s like the old ones you used to see back in the day that have like no protection like stuff like that they got cool stuff there for everyone so please visit first row collectibles and speaking of nerd culture if you're into video games and books please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games you'll find titles like resident evil nba jam so forth and so on and so many that i can't even remember probably uh here's one shovel knight since it was the last episode i I don't know why i didn't think of shovel knight but it's been a long day folks it's the new year it's the first episode of the year so please forgive me and if you want to support me directly please visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device it's embedded right there click on the link takes you right to the merchandise store i got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to covid masks to mugs anything you need or want phone cases even please support me there but if you don't want to spend money which is totally understandable or if you want to support me the best way possible it's the most easiest thing you could do it's free of charge takes you two seconds please rate subscribe review on all major platforms but most specifically apple Podcasts, stitcher tune in soundcloud spotify and iHeartRadio. so my co-host for the fourth annual dp awards has put out hit singles like missing no meals 
2K4Y, Good Vibes and Dreams, which you can all stream on Spotify, of course. He is a past DP award winner, recording artist and friend of the show, Count Classy. Oh, hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me uh, today. And I'm so excited to celebrate the fourth annual DP Awards. I never thought I'd get DP'd four times, did you? Uh, yes, never in a weekend, though. <laughs> you got to stretch it out, as they say. No pun intended. <laughs> so this is how we're going to start the podcast. Well, we have right. to get the puns all out of the way first, because obviously with DP, everyone knows what a fucking DP is, but obviously it's not for that. It's for the podcast, but it's hard to say the the podcast awards, because that just doesn't gro- roll off the tongue. So you say the DP awards, right? So that's why I came up with that. So there I like it is. It. <laughs> Perfect. So how have you been? Christmas just passed. New Year's just passed. It's 2021. Looks like COVID's still around. Nothing has happened. People thought it was just going to miraculously disappear at the stroke of midnight. But it's still the same. So what's going on, man? How was the end of your 2020? It was honestly amazing. I took the time to kind of relax with my family over the holidays. I unplugged from social media, which is like a detox that I needed. And I spent some time with my new boyfriend uh, partner, oh, and we were nice. at yes, <laughs> we were at a lovely, uh, luxurious hotel downtown Toronto, right. fully um, all the COVID protocols, of course, in place. But we spent a, a great time together. So it was just a season of just um, reflecting and, and, and ensuring that you're showing your loved ones, fam- your your family, so much love. And and I think that's what we missed. In previous holidays and previous Christmases, it was so materialistic. Whereas I know a lot of people this year was like, fuck presents, fuck this, fuck that. Let's just spend time together and eat some good food. Right. No, of course. Now, if you don't mind me asking, how does one get into a relationship during the COVID era? <laughs> right? Okay. It must have been okay. hard. I, <laughs> I was actually sneaking around the underground clubs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually uh, met him on Facebook dating, so it's a relatively new feature that Facebook rolled out, I think maybe about a year or so ago, Okay, okay. Uh, and it works similar to Tinder, but it actually Mm. scores your algorithms, right, that that, that you you use on Facebook, and it also shows your mutual friends. Oh, shit. That's always a good thing, because then you can always vouch and be like, is this person shady? Are they a hoe? You know? (laughs) <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. No, that makes sense. That completely makes sense. So you spend both Christmas and New Year's with him or just New Year's? Both Christmas oh, and New Year's. Perfect. So what did you guys give each other for your first Christmas? Oh, uh, we, we we decided that the hotel experience was just going to be our thing. We upgraded it to a nice master suite. Oh, shit. Um, and then my, my auntie from Los Angeles, she actually called the hotel and bought our Christmas dinner at what? inside the suite. So they delivered turkeys, fixins, uh, pies, soups, everything, salads. And it was like the most perfect little holiday get-together. And it was just him and I. And honestly... I can't. I couldn't ask for anything for anything else. Oh my god, that sounds fucking amazing. Okay, see, I, but I lobbed you up that one. What you're supposed to say when you, what did you guys get each other? You're supposed to say the D, man. Come on. The D. <laughs> see, like I said, we got to get the puns all out of the way. <laughs> no, this is a podcast. You have to kiss and tell. That's good. That's good info for for all the okay, listeners. How about I make out and shout? Oh god. <laughs> 
Well, you won a previous award. How, how, I did. You won last year's Artist of the Year award. You were up against some good nominees as well. So that leads right into this, this year's first award. It'll be for the Artist of the Year. So I brought in a bunch of ton of old guests throughout the show. They will be accepting awards. They will be giving out awards. So stay tuned. Without further ado, here is James Lynch, MMA reporter, giving out the Artist of the Year Award. Or presenting the Artist of the Year. I'll be giving out the award. Thank you. There you go. That's how it works. Again, you'd think after four of these, I'd know what I'm doing. Anyways, here's James Lynch. How's it going, everyone? James Lynch here presenting the nominees for Artist of the Year. We're going to start first with Hilton, Ariel Ruiz, Ronnie Pascal, Camilla Cleese, Patrick Cordyback. We've got Banks and Rebellious D, Mega Ran, Solitaire, Pedro Big Boss, Jennifer McAuliffe, Kyle Bear and Tommy Campbell. Good luck to the nominees. And there you go. Those are the nominees. Go check out their previous episodes. I got, like you heard it, I got um, stand-up comedians, recording artists, all of that sort. That all falls into some sort of artist, as they say, because you are a recording artist yourself, right? Now, how do you, what do you want to be called? Recording artist, hip-hop artist, LGBTQ artist? Like, what is your actual thing that you want to put out there? I don't mind any of it, as long as they're calling me. Uh, I, <laughs> I like it. I, I like artists, um, music artist, musician, either one of that. Okay. Rapper, I mean, rapper is a very strong persona of mine, but... All of the above. Dazzler. <laughs> All a right. charming, charismatic, young, fine gentleman. <laughs> Jesus, we're off to a very good start, I see. Again, I told you, it was a long day. So... Here is the winner of the Artist of the Year, Miss Jennifer McAuliffe, stand-up comedian. And here she is graciously accepting her award. Hi, uh, this is Jennifer McAuliffe, and I am delighted to receive the award for Favorite Guest Artist of the Year from the podcast. I'd like to thank Steve for having me on. This was so cool, so exciting. Um, Thank you, everybody, for voting. I just appreciate this so much. Wow. I never win awards. This is so cool. Um, uh, if anybody wants to listen to my jokes or rather read my jokes, you can follow me on Twitter at Jennifer jokes, J E N N I F E R J O K E S. Or you could buy my album. It's called border crossing and it's, uh, being released this week and you can follow me on Twitter to find out when, Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, fuck man that was actually a pretty good I, I okay so people know i haven't heard any of these acceptance speeches before i've heard the presenters because i had to edit that a little bit but the acceptance i'm letting it go raw so that was nice that actually someone appreciated getting an award from the pocket most people just shrug it off which i'm sure you did no as way. well that was so sweet i remember last right? year i had to like do five or six takes being like i didn't like this one i didn't sound humble enough oh i didn't i sound like a bitch i gotta record this so, that's I hilarious Congratulations. Yes. Um, one of the things we talked about when she was on her episode, she performed at, uh, for the troops here in Canada at, uh, I think it was CFB Borden, if that's probably the one, and how crazy it is. And the one thing that stands out from that episode is just that how cheap beer is on these uh, uh, army bases. It was like, she was telling me it was like $1.50 a beer or something. So everyone was like pissed drunk at when she was performing and everything. But obviously classy gentlemen and gals there. But you, you know what I mean? It's how, how cool would that be to just go to a bar and pay a buck fifty? Like, fuck. 
I mean, there's a lot of guns nearby, right? <laughs> Actually, that's true, too. I never thought of that. Shit. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding, everyone. I am a full supporter. <laughs> <laughs> As we all should be. Anyways, well, back to a little bit of you. You have your new single, Dreams. Yes. Okay. Obviously, if people don't know, this is a Fleetwood Mac song. So, what was the process? When did this come into your head? Did you always know you wanted to cover this song? Or, like, talk us through the whole thing from start to finish. Right. So, uh, my dad is a huge Fleetwood Mac fan. And he actually purchased Rumors, the album, as a kid. And that was his very first piece of music that he bought. And we have it framed in my house. And I've actually never taken the time. Yeah, I've never taken the time to... Um, really listen to each of the tracks. I've heard, I, I knew of Dreams before. Everyone knows Dreams. It's an iconic song. Of course. And I caught myself always performing it and singing it in the shower, singing along, karaoke. Oh, then I was like, I want to take this and put a bit of a Count Classy flair into it sure. um, while still respecting the original piece of work that Stevie Nicks wrote, mm-hmm. but like allowing my own energy into it. And so I turned it into more of a EDM hip hop cover, um, but I'm very proud. I'm very proud of, of what I did. I, I really took my time. I spent eight hours in the studio. Sure. Um, most of it was just engineering the song with my amazing engineer Anthony, um, and, and and just relishing in the work that I put into it and being super proud before I released it and knowing that I wouldn't want to go back and be like, I should have changed that. I should have done it this way. Uh, I think I'm 100% proud of the of the song. And just to have my credentials up there, Count Classy with Stevie Nicks, right. um, that's, that's, that's like a, a career-defining moment. And so I'm just super humbled that I was able to go through it all and no one sued me yet. <laughs> well, I was gonna ask for those who don't know the process. How did how do you get that started? Like, do you contact Stevie Nicks directly or her management, obviously, and them? And then do they re- do you go through like a process where it, you might get rejected, or is it just all about money? It's all about money. Ah, so, okay. uh, with your with your distributor, you're able to do cover licensing, and as long as you allocate the appropriate royalties, uh, oh, the percentages, sure. then you're able to do a cover song. Um, obviously you can't go in and completely butch it. Um, I was just going to say, I should say butch it. What are they? Lesbian? Uh, (laughs) They (laughs) they can't butcher the song up, but uh, you have to get it approved by a third company, like a legal company that issues out the licensing. Mm. And then once I got the approval, I was able to release it into the public. And now every time you stream dreams, Count Classy gets a little bit of a, Hey, a little bit of a fee and a kickback also goes to Fleetwood Mac. Oh, there you go. So, do you have any... Oh, actually, have you got any feedback from Fleetwood Mac themselves or Stevie Nicks, anything? I've retweeted many times. I have not yet able to catch her attention, but I'm sure once she has a chance to listen to it, I'm sure she has some sort of feedback for it. I'm just waiting at this point. Well, of course, because again, I I know they're big time or she's big time and everything, but it's still an honor when people cover you. Like, you still see, like, the reaction videos to some of these YouTube, like, stars, I guess. Now they turn into stars when, like, a little kid covers someone. Fucking Justin Bieber alone, like, you know what I mean? He came from YouTube, right? So to have people cover your songs, it's always, I, I would think, well, again, this is coming from someone who has, who can't sing for shit, but whatever. Whatever what? Whatever. I just can't sing, so you know, I, I can't really make my two cents and be like, oh, it should be an honor or it shouldn't. It's, it's, 
scary. I'll tell you that, Steve. It's scary because you always want to do it justice, but you're always going to have people that are going to hate it. Oh, even I didn't even think of that. It. That's right. Even before they listen to it, they're going to say, you know, we don't need a cover. This is awful. This is terrible. When it's just them talking out of their ass because they're, they, they, they hold the song in such a light, the iconic original song in such a light, which is totally fine. But my intention was never to make the song better. It's just to make the song different. Ah, see, that makes sense. So do you have anything else in mind that you want to cover eventually? I do, going down the road. I okay. have a couple of old school old school hits. I can't say it Obviously. out loud right now, but um, I do think that it's going to kind of impress multi-generationally, generationally, there we go, multi-generationally. <laughs> just like Dreams was, I have a lot of old school fans, rockers that are just like, yeah. I love your cover that I never would have thought this, you know, they would have like really, that they would have really enjoyed. And then I have all the young TikTokers that are like, this is actually dope. You know, and I'm like, okay, well, make a dance to it, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> right? Make it go viral, bitch. <laughs> Here's 50 bucks, go buy some ice cream. <laughs> so did you do all this during the COVID era or was this all before and then you just released it during COVID? It was all during COVID. Oh, shit. So how hard was yeah. it doing all that then with all the restrictions and shit? Um, it's not much different. It's, um, I, co- I wasn't able to bring my whole entourage and team in. Usually I bring sure. my writers, my, um, any sort of backup vocalists, some friends. I have some runners, um, that usually come into the studio with me to kind of help the experience go more smoothly. But now it's just like yourself yeah. and the engineer. And those are the only people in the studio because of COVID uh, and because, okay. you know, it's deemed, I guess, an essential service or, you know, art or whatnot. You, you still have to create music. You still have to create entertainment. Right. So it's still open. They're still able to operate. Um, and, and just like, just like flying to LA, like I'm looking at tickets right now. I know we're totally, you know, side, side. No, go for it. By talking here, but I'm looking at tickets right now to go to, to Los Angeles to maybe, uh, record some music down there. Okay. And like, I'm allowed to, because that's considered working. Right. Um, but I'm, I don't know. It's just, I'm still debating whether I want to get on a plane at this moment or not. Oh, don't worry. I'm I'm the same way. Like, even with all the vaccines rolling out and everything, it's not that I don't trust the vaccines. It's just that I don't trust that everyone's not going to take it. So then what's the point of someone, of everyone taking it? Then there's going to be those one or two are just going to go on a plane and ruin it for everyone. Like, you know what I mean? Or turn it into like, like how this new mutation of it is coming out or it's the super COVID or whatever the fuck they want to name it now. Like, you know what I mean? So all these little different variants of it. And it's like, it only works if everyone takes it, right? Absolutely. I mean, but then they have people that are like, well, you know, if everyone else takes it, then I shouldn't get them sick. I know. Mm, don't know. I, I, I'm not That's a scientist. So I don't really know how that works. I just create lyrics and music. <laughs> but I'm sure I'll write about my experience with COVID soon, oh. which is like another huge thing. You ever listen to like hip hop or rap songs now? Every single person is dropping coronavirus, COVID, pandemic, sickness, because it's, it's like keeping relevancy. But it's also say. like... Like, I don't know why, isn't there anything else you can think about that you can rap about? Well, I was going to ask you that, like, how, how hard is it for your, I guess, your, your process of writing music or coming up with stuff when there's nothing to do? Because I'm sure that's your inspiration is going out, living life and all that. But how is it hard just being stuck in a box, so to speak? I was super, like, before in the olden times of of pre-COVID, I used to just go to a park and get super stoned write out my chorus my melody 
Sure. And then I would create lyrics as I live my life. So if I'm in the shower and I have a couple bars that I want to put into it, I would fit it into the song. Okay. <clears throat> now that I'm not going out, it's not really that much different. Uh, I can still, I'm still able to, um, you know, come up with inspirations and ideas, but like life's just so much more droll and so much more boring. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what this next album sounds like because I wrote most of it during COVID. Right. So I'm sure it's going to be a difference from my first album. Oh, that sounds great. Do you have a release date in mind or are you just trying to wait until all this calms down? I'm trying to wait. Okay. There's a lot of factors. I, I still have to finish the writing. I had to record most of it. Um, uh, I have some heavy hitters that I'm looking at to feature on the next album mm-hmm. that I can't obviously talk about, but like of some mainstream acts that I'm really hoping I can land. So I don't want to rush it. You know, art, art, you know, my, my, my first album was, I felt like it was a little bit rushed. I would have liked to take more time on it, but now that I've got the experience and now that I got the ins, uh, I'm going to take my time with it and really be authentic with it. Oh, that's cool to hear. All right. Ready for the next award winner? Uh, yes. Okay. So the next award is for wrestling personality of the year. Now I had to split up. There's two wrestling categories. There's pro wrestler. So if you are a strictly wrestling in the ring, you take bumps. That's your category. This is, is if you have a podcast or you talk about wrestling or you do something in the wrestling world besides wrestling, like being maybe a referee or commentary, whatever it is. So that's why I said wrestling personality. And who better to announce the nominees, Mr. Tyson Dukes. This is Tyson Dukes, also known as Wrestling Machine, one of the greatest professional wrestlers. Wrestling. It's all about that wrestling. On planet Earth today... And today, I go over the nominees for Pro Wrestling Personality of the Year. And they are as follows. Brad Myers, Max and Jess, Carrie Silken, Joe Feeney, Andrew Thompson, my boy Wei Ting, AJ Nidler, Nidler, Nidler? We'll go with Nidler. Not sure on that one. I'm probably going to get some heat for that. Sorry, Jay. It's just an old man with a lot of concussions. I hope you're enjoying this little award show. The podcast is the place to be. Oh, Tyson. He's the man. I miss Tyson. He actually, uh, sidebar before we go into it, I don't know if you know, I, obviously I said it on the show over and over, so people are going to start rolling their eyes again. He actually got me in a wrestling ring and showed me some moves and shit. And to me, that was like, as a wrestling fan, oh, that was the greatest day of almost my life. Besides my That's wedding. Awesome. Sorry, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was cool. Like, you know what I mean? This guy, he's one of those, again, being a Canadian wrestler, everyone knows the greats. I don't know if you're a wrestling fan, but like you have the Bret Hearts of the world. And now currently Kenny Omega, you got Chris Jericho, like all these greats that come from Canada. Edge being from Toronto, and, well, Orangeville, but close enough. You know what I mean? All these greats from up here. And it's like the Canadian wrestlers know how to wrestle. Like, the Americans yeah. are all about showboating and like, which is nothing wrong because you need both in wrestling. But Canadians, it's a culture. It's just Canadians are just like that grit, like you know, humble. Like I'm just gonna go in there, do my job, and leave. And sometimes you need that. Like you can't always have over flamboyant everybody because then it gets stale. Like you need a little bit of everything. That's what makes, I guess, the world a better place, right? And that's what people don't understand. And that's why I don't understand racism and bigotry and stuff like that. It's like, don't you want a little bit of everything? Absolutely. Don't you want a little spice in your life? Exactly. Um, I was actually uh, a fan of WWF. Okay. Not F. Sure. From way back. 
playback, playback. So when you were saying like Jericho, The Edge, I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure I remember those guys coming out and their sweaty hair and flipping up all those bodies and, and chairs and smacking them. And I was like, this is violent, but I like it, you know? And then that's how I knew that I was a wrestling fan. No, I'm just kidding. I've actually never watched wrestling since, but nice I try, appreciate it. Nice try. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I got the little WWF reference in. That was when. Um, that was when. Who was the guy that had the split personality? I think he died. Split personality. I don't know. Was it Kane? That's a lot of wrestlers, man. You got to be more specific. Kane. <laughs> Kane wears the red mask. Kane was like Undertaker's brother. He wore a mask. He wore a mask. Maybe he had a sock on his hand. Oh, mankind, Mick Foley. Is he alive? Oh, yeah, he's still alive. Actually, he just got so COVID, he... speaking of. He just came out and said he got COVID. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, hopefully he has a full recovery soon. Yeah, hopefully so. But uh, So, let's get to the winner of uh, this year's Pro Wrestling Personality. It's none other than my old friends from England, Max and Jesse. They come on four times a year, and we talk about wrestling four times a year. We review the big four WWE events. So... That's probably why they won, because I know people don't really like them. They suck. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> so, <laughs> I got to break their balls. Like, I can't tell. I can't put them over too much, because then their heads are going to explode. So here's Max and Jesse graciously accepting their award. We're recording right now? Yeah. Okay. Um, so what are we saying? Just, I mean, it's, I'm a bit bored of doing these acceptance speeches. What is it? Like, what's this? The fourth in a row? I think it's the fourth in a row. And how long have we been going as a podcast? Is that four years? About four years. So that's, we've just done, we've smashed it, mate. I mean, it's lucky we're retiring this year. Well, ret- yeah, retiring from this, but... Um, we'll probably you know, go on as our new selves and smash that one as well. We're gonna, Obviously, I mean, we'll carry on winning awards in whatever guys we appear on. We don't even have to be, I bet if we retired, we'd still win this award. Yeah, probably. People would still, you know, like those writing votes. Like a yeah. Brighton ballot, that would be us. Oh, I wonder if Steve's was... You know, there was this sort of... So there was, like, Trump versus Biden and all the um, mail-in votes versus the in-person votes. Do you reckon Steve had something like that and we've won all the twats that turned up in person and caught COVID? <laughs> I think that's exactly what happened. That's what happened, yeah. So thanks, Steve, for this special award again. But, yeah, happy days. I think we're four times... We, you should actually commission... A trophy for us and it retires with us i think that's it yeah the trophy needs to be the award rather needs to be renamed after us right yeah this is the got till five award for best guest is that what we've won best guest i don't even know pro wrestling personality of the year right for um, uh for our work dedicated to educating his audience on the top four major pay-per-views it's not even in our remit anymore so it's like we, yeah, we don't even. Our podcast isn't even wrestling based, and we're still winning this shit. I mean, high five, <laughs> smashed it. Okay, um, humble side for Steve to actually release. Oh, thank well, you. <laughs> I thought that was it. That was my acceptance speech. Yeah, I'm talking to release. Thank you, Steve, uh, for nominating us. Thank you, everyone who voted. And we look forward to our actual award in the post. Seeing as you lot like us so much, you can find us on random weeks. It's got, the schedule's gone about the window recently. Check our Twitter. What's our Twitter handle, Jesse? 
Doctor5.com. Sure, that's not a Twitter handle, but that's the website. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, that's the website. That's sorry, that's just what I say. I'm like a parrot, mate. You just tell me <laughs> to say something, and I say that. Uh, at Got Till 5 everywhere again, or you can find the episodes for download on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and everywhere else in the bloody world. Beauty! Looking forward to another year. Royal Rumble coming up. We'll see you then, Steve. And, yeah. Lovely stuff. Byzies and thanks. Peace and love. There's my buddies, Max and Jesse. Oh, I, I, I should have actually uh, listened to this before because I would have cut that in half. That was way too long of an acceptance speech, guys. What the f- this is only an hour show. These guys ran. If, if this was the Emmys or something, the red light would be coming on and the uh, music would have started playing already. <laughs> and people would start clapping to get them to walk off the stage. But I liked it. They were so enthusiastic. And I don't think I've ever been this excited for two Brits winning an award since <laughs> Gryffindor won the House Cup in Harry Potter. Oh, shit. Honestly. This was, that was uh, the minute they started talking with their little accents. I was like, "Yep, this is it." <laughs> yeah, I love those guys. Obviously, they're going to be on in a few weeks because, like they said, the Royal Rumble's coming up. So look out for that. We always love talking wrestling and whatever is on our minds. And obviously, I go on their podcasts. They they have like a top five podcast where just run down top five of random stuff. So you could go check that out. They do it on the YouTubes as well. So you could see what they actually look like. And you could see what I look like because I don't do video. So the few times I'm out on the internet, it's only on their show. So they should feel very grateful. And can you believe the gall on them? They want me to make an award and call it after them just because they won four in a row. I think that's it. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to say it today. They better kiss my ass next episode or do something very special. But you guys are banned from winning any more awards. I'm capping it at four. They have been banned. Unless they slip a 20 in an envelope or something like that. Jesus. They're even lucky they get nominated. Never mind winning four in a row. And this guy, you see what I mean? Big heads. That's a great, that's a great accomplishment though. Four in a row. That means that they have a lot of loyal fans that voted no, they for do. them. No, of course. And I, I love having them on. Like I said, we have good chemistry. We just talk and nothing is ever scripted when, as you could tell, nothing scripted. We just go off the cuff and we just speak what we want. And with them, it just comes so easy. Not that it doesn't come easy with other people, but you know what I mean, right? It, it seems like yeah. we've just known each other forever and wrestling brought us together into this nice, beautiful relationship that we blossomed into whatever it is now. Okay, that's a little gay, but... Uh... <laughs> And that's coming from you, shit, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm the leading authority in making these comments. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, awesome. No one can cancel me. St- uh, honestly, the podcast listeners, you cannot cancel me, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of podcasts and entertainment and everything, what have you watched throughout 2020 during COVID? What are some of the shows? Obviously, everyone knows the top ones like Tiger King. And uh, what was the chess one again? Did you watch the chess one? I, I was, Is that the Queen's Gambit? The Queen's Gambit. That's another big one that was during no, COVID. No, I didn't watch it. Shut up. No. Oh. I, I thought, but you know, I'm more of a checkers man myself. I was. I watched the preview and I thought, mm, I better smoke more weed for this. No, it's actually good. I thought to say, like, again, I don't want to be mean, but I thought the same thing too. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. I'll let my wife watch it and whatever, right? And then I heard a lot of good things from a lot of different people saying, you don't even have to like chess. You don't have to like this. It's just the way they tell the story and the way that it just all blossoms, uh, becomes something like big and huge. And I don't know. It's, I, I don't want to ruin it, obviously, just in case you do want to watch it. Even though I do spoilers, but I only do spoilers when the guest has watched it. So I'll, I'll try and be nice. But okay, I'll have to watch it's good. Trust me. Watch, like, it's going to be hard the first couple episodes. But once you get into it and you realize how they're telling the story, it's like, fuck, now I want to see the end of this shit. Dang. Well, other shows that I watched, I'm trying to think. 
I recently just only came out recently, so don't, I can't even really. I'm cheating here. Go but Alice in Borderland on Netflix. Oh, you watched it? Okay. I don't know. It's it's based off of a, a manga book, which is Japanese art, and but I mean, it's like Saw meets Alice in Wonderland meets like full thriller. Like it's like a bunch of people go missing, and you're the only person around, and you have to go into these games that can kill you, and it's like a matter of life and death. And not only that, you got to do that every single time when there's a new card that shows up. And we all know there's 52 cards. So there's a lot of death, a lot of gore. But I've been really into that. But besides that, I actually started, uh, I rewatched the series Weeds. Um, Love Starring it. Mary Louise Parker um, with my dad because he'd never seen it before. Oh, sure. Okay. So I always love watching shows with new people because you get to see their expression and, and how they and how they react to it. And he got hooked after the first episode. And that was kind of like our pandemic savior um, series. Just right. like knowing that like after work, when he came home, uh, I would come by, watch Weeds together, and then just kind of enjoy that time with my dad. So that's that's the series I that got me through the pandemic. Now I got to ask, the one you talked about most recently, the Alice in Borderland, do you watch it with the subtitles with the original audio or do you listen to the dubbed version? I uh, actually have the dub version on okay. with the subtitles. So I can't I can see the Like, I don't uh, like the lips not matching the English. Like, you know what I mean? It just throws me off. And, like, I tried watching, like, there was one, I think it was called Dark. I think that was one of them. and Or, or Rain was another one. I, I don't remember. And there were, like, Dutch shows or Norwegian shows. And only because I watched half of it, I needed to know the end of the story. So I watched it all. But I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I can't see the lips. It's almost like, you remember back in the day, you would pirate a video or something off the internet and the, the audio wouldn't sync with the video. And you're like, fuck, I got a shitty version. That's what it feels like to me. You know what? I don't mind because Netflix is creating some bangers that are international. Like Netflix Spain had this cable girl show that I got really into. Okay. And that was all in Spanish. And then I had to dub it into English, and it didn't really match. But I was like, I don't care. I'm living for this drama, you know. And I'm and for Netflix's Alice in Borderland, I'm living for these deaths, you know. The more blood and gore, hell, put it in any language, I'll watch it. Yeah. <laughs> what about <laughs> movies? Any good movie? I know it's been hard. A lot of people have been going back and watching older movies, but there's been a few dropped here and there. Have you watched any? Like Tenant was a huge one. Everyone talked about Wonder Woman just dropped too. So, uh, is there anything that you want to watch or that you did watch? See, now, when you're put on pressure, it's, like, so hard to remember. I know. Um, the, only, the only thing that I actually remembered is, like, so stupid. I watched Claus on Klaus, I guess. Klaus. Okay. K-L-A-U-S on Netflix, which is, like, the origin story of Christmas or an alternative origin story. Okay, okay. Alternative orgy story. No. Um, actually, that doesn't sound I actually, bad. That's the only thing that I can remember. Like, I don't even... I don't even know if I watched movies at all during this lockdown. I must have. So well, I must have too, but I can't think of any good movies because something would have popped in my head, right? All I could think of is like the doc series that you watch on Netflix, like stuff like that. Like the most recent one uh, from the makers of um, Black Mirror, they came out with like a, a doc, what is it? What's it called? Uh, a mockumentary? Oh, fuck you. Then fuck you 2020. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Oh, I, I loved that. it. That was so amazing, funny. right? It was so funny. The, the, the satirical comedy. Yes. Day, I was like, brilliant. I was brilliant. You could take such a tragic like thing that is still happening to us yep. and making me laugh at it. Like, man, that was, I thought it was a five out of five well, mockumentary or whatever it was. It was great. Oh my God, that's awesome. Do you miss going to the movies though, honestly? Do you miss the whole experience? I do. Yeah, I know. You are a movie person, right? 
I'm a movie person. I'm a I'm a person in crowds person. Like uh, I actually love the energy you get when people are in festivals, concerts, sure. you know, any sort of local show, craft show, even with vendors setting up. Just I, I miss being out and about with crowds and not being so paranoid that I'm going to catch something or get sick. Right. And I think you know, in the long run, we're going to see how that's going to affect our overall mental health. But mm-hmm. right now, it's like. I actually do miss going out and like, hugging random people. And, and now you can't really do that. And even like leisure activities, like skating, like I didn't go swimming at all this year and even skating because now there's lineups. You're only allowed a certain amount of people on the ice. So I don't want to wait in that. Like I don't even do groceries shopping anymore. Everything we do is online, either delivered or store pickup. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it's like, I, I don't do lineups, the lineups kill me. Like I wish I had like one of those uh, rapid pass where you could just walk through everyone. Like they have like a Disney world or a wonderland up here in Toronto. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. Just excuse me. Sorry, you're poor. Let me go. Oh, shit, no. What's wrong with you? You don't see it like that. Come on, man. <laughs> shit. Obviously, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Obviously. All jokes, all jokes. And what, what about sports? Have you been keeping up with any of the sports? Have you ever been a sports guy? Hey, man. Like, you know, this is 2020, man. What? Gays aren't allowed to like sports? Yeah, it's called figure skating. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. I guess it's a stereotype for a reason, eh? <laughs> you know what? No, I know I know plenty of, you know, even gay athletes that are killing it. But right. um, <clears throat> I've never really been into sports all that much. I like I like watching it when it's like the Olympics, you know, when I can root for a country. Sure. I don't really know the rules of the game, but I know when everyone starts cheering and applauding, that's, uh, that's a good win, right? So I like watching the Olympics. I like watching uh, UFC fights. Sure. I went to the one in Toronto here for the very first time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I-, I like that kind of stuff, but like other other kinds of sports, eh, not really for me. I'd rather, I'd rather create some art. There you go. Well, that leads into the next guest or next award, sorry. <laughs> It is the Sports Guest of the Year Award. So anything to do with sports, any athlete, any sports reporter. I have I had a few MMA stars on. So here to present the award for Sports Guest of the Year is video game author Patrick Hickey Jr. Howdy. My name is Patrick Hickey Jr. and I am the author of the Minds Behind the Games book series. 2020 was a wild year. Sports was even wilder UFC, professional wrestling, NFL, you name it. Sports was just different. It felt different. Sometimes it felt great. Sometimes it felt weird. But let's be honest, 2020 is a year in sports that we will not forget. Luckily, the podcast racked up some amazing guests. And here are the nominees for the sports guest of the year. Brian Fonseca, Sean McCorkle, James Sabolski, Ian McCall, James Lynch, Dan the Beast, Severin, and Efren Iscudero. Those are your nominees for the Sports Guest of the Year on The Podcast. Again, my name is Patrick Hickey Jr., author of the Minds Behind the Games book series, the only book series that lets the developers tell the stories behind their greatest and biggest failures. Now available on Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, and wherever fine books are sold. Also, PatrickHickeyJr.com. 
Shameless plug. Have a nice day. And there is Patrick Hickey Jr. Love the guy. So much energy. He reminds me of like a distant cousin of like a young, maybe young nephew of like a William Shatner character. When he first came in, (laughs) the way he delivers his lines, hello, I am, you know, I just really love that energy. So like whatever he's doing, keep it up, buddy, because I really liked, I really liked that. Yeah, he does voice acting on the side. He does a few characters in a few video games. So there there you go. Oh my god. So, the winner of this year's DP Award for Sports Guest of the Year is none other than my long-lost cousin, Brian Fonseca. Yo, yo. Shout out to homie Steve. Shout out to the podcast audience. Everybody for voting for me for Sports Guest of the Year for 2020. Even the ones that didn't. Even though y'all could kick rocks. Still got the award. And hopefully we'll be back on the show soon in 2021 to try to repeat and be a multi-time winner. So, talk to y'all soon. Thanks again. And there it is. And yes, I call my long-lost cousin because, as people know, I'm Portuguese background. My parents came from Portugal to Canada. I was born here. He is from Puerto Rican uh, heritage, but we have the same last name. Right? (laughs) Mind blown. So, there must be some blood somewhere down the line. Like, come on. Like, it's not like I have that. Well, actually, it is. It's sort of a common Portuguese name, but it's not really a common Puerto Rican name, so... I don't know, because the Portuguese did invade Puerto Rico at one point, so maybe you know some Portuguese went there, planted some seeds, left. Who, who knows? That's probably the case, right? Portuguese that's men are pigs. Some world peace inside you. <laughs> so yes, that is Brian Fonseca. He is a sports reporter. He now works for Deadspin. You could find his articles on there. So please check him out. And obviously, he has his "In Heart to Tell" podcast each and every week, where they touch on sports and just general culture, pop culture, and stuff like that. So. Go support Brian Fonseca. And yes, I'll have him on the show soon again. So there it is. So there is the sports winner of the year. That's great. I wish I got more into sports. I feel like I kind of missed out growing up. I played, I played, um, I not played, oh my gosh. I participated in a bit of like Taekwondo and I okay. did jujitsu. And, you know, Dan the B7 was one of the nominees. He actually came to my dojo here. Uh, in Milton, and uh, the next year I was on the mat with Henzo Gracie, so uh, I'm a little bit butch, you see there, Steve? <laughs> I'm a little bit butch. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, kudos to all the sports players out there, and like, and like um, they were saying, 2020 really shifted the right? way everything was conducted between the, sure between the spectators that were live there or not live to a screen versus, like, no... But we didn't have anyone play in Toronto because of COVID. And then didn't they all go to the States or something to play? Like, just well, the Raptors, these, like, yeah. Yeah, the Raptors played in the States. Yeah. So just 2020, man, it's just been a whirlwind. It's been a fuck-uppery of everything. I know, right? And to think that, like, my best year for the podcast was 2020. Like, and I... I don't want to credit it to COVID because if people were home and they had more time to kill and whatnot, so I got all these amazing guests. But at the same time, like, I shouldn't, like, you know what I mean? I, I feel bad, like, almost not touting, but saying that I did a good job when there's so many people out there suffering because of COVID. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So it's hard to be like, yeah, yeah, I did a good job. But at the same time, I look over and it's like, oh, fuck. Like, that person's not doing too well. So how can I stand there and be like, hey, look, what I'm doing so well in entertainment? And, like, I feel like a douchebag, right? I know. I, I wrote a I wrote a New Year status, just kind of recapping my 2020 year, and I was like, 
you know, I got 15 interviews all around the world, four different countries. I released an album. I had Chuck Claire featured on my album. You know, I was backstage with TLC. I was like, and then I look over and it's like, oh, this person got laid off. Oh, this person, right. you know, is struggling. And it's it's kind of hard to to um, be. Obviously, I'm proud of my accomplishments, but you got to be very respectful as well. And especially when you're posting these kind of things, and 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 just gotta be right. You gotta recognize that not everyone, you know, a lot of people had a shit year. And for people sure. that are in a, an alternative industry like you and I, we're in the arts, we're in entertainment. <clears throat> we uh, we kind of seen a bit of success because a lot of people were able to uh, uh, consume our content. They were they were listening to more music, they're listening to more podcasts, they're watching more TV shows and That's movies. That's true too, yeah. So, so there is there is good and bad, and it's definitely been a shift in, in, in priorities and essentialism and, and things like that. So it's it's been interesting, to say the least. I was, I'm excited to see what 2021 brings. Well, see, this is how I try and keep myself morally grounded. Like, I in my mind, there should be nothing wrong with celebrating on an, an achievement. But I think it becomes douchey when you start putting up numbers, when you start saying this, when you start comparing yourself to other stuff. That's when I think it's like, okay, now you're either trying to rub it in someone's face or there's something seriously wrong with you and you're like conceited that way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, for example, yeah. like, like I'll stay within my realm because that's what I know what I'm talking about. Like with podcasts, when I see people put up, oh, I just hit so-and-so numbers. It's like, and to the general listener, people think that that's great. But to a, a actual podcaster, it's like, you didn't do that well. So why are you like, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's almost like a double-edged sword. Like, yeah, you want to say, but so what you should say is like how I celebrated was, again, not to tell myself, but this is my moral compass. Everyone's different. When I reached 200, yay, I reached 200. I didn't go out there and say, oh, I hit 100,000 downloads. I hit a million downloads. Like, you know what I mean? Like these people, or when people go on uh, social media and it's like, there's nothing wrong with asking someone to follow you, but I don't like when say, oh, get me up to 50,000. So you don't really want me to follow you. All you just care about is that fucking number. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it, like, yeah. I, I know it's a thin line and all that, but speaking of, here's, I, this. I, I want to give props to people who are on the show because I don't want to say how many downloads or whatever, but my top three podcast episodes for this year was one with Tommy Tellerico, episode 159. He is... He's written a ton of, uh, or produced a ton of music, since you're a musician, for video games. He does his live tour where he performs with a live band, tracks from actual video games, the live tour, right? So he does that. That was my first episode that I most downloaded. And then second was Retromania Wrestling with Mike Herman. So that's an upcoming video game that's going to, again, see, as you notice, I love video games and wrestling, so I try and stick to that. So it's an upcoming retro video game. That's coming out, and it's uh, actually dropping in less than two months. So go check that out. So, and my third uh, most listened to episode was with referee Brad Myers, wrestling referee Brad Myers. So go check out those three episodes. Support the cause, help them out. Whatever they're trying to sell or whatever they want supported, help them out too. And also, I want to give a shout out to some countries and cities because it blows my mind sometimes where people listen to. Obviously, I have Toronto and the greater GTA and all that stuff and the usuals, New York, LA, all that stuff, London, right? But here's some odd ones. I have in my top Barcelona. So shout out to everyone in Barcelona that listens to the podcast. Thank you very much. Wow. Right? So th these are like in, in my top 20. I also had uh, Brussels, Belgium. So shout out to all... What are they, Belgianeses? I'm, I, now I'm going to lose them all, so I, maybe I just make fun of them. What is I a Belgian think, person? Are they called Belgian? Belgian? Are they Belgian? 
Belgium. Belgian with an N. With an N or an M? Belgian, like Belgian chocolate. I guess so. But what do you call it? Belgianese? Like, you know what I mean? Like how? I think they're, just, I think they're Belgian. Like Belgian, that's it. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, we could be Canadianese. Okay, now I just lost all of them. So, shout out to all you people out in Brussels. <laughs> I got some people out in Moscow, so thank you for that. I'm not going to pronounce this name because I can't and I don't want to make fun of anything. So, But they're from the Philippines, so shout out to Philippines. And yeah, that's about it for cities. So, and obviously the countries, all those other countries. So I, I just, in awe, like, I don't know how they find me. It's not like I have a following there. Like, I don't know if it's maybe the guests they, they follow from there and then they listen to maybe an episode or two after. But it, it blows my mind. Doesn't it? Like, I'm sure you feel the same way too sometimes. You're like, what the hell? Why is this person listening to me? Would well, they have no business? But at the same time, maybe they do. Well, like, recently, a lot of my music has been shazammed in Japan. Oh, shit. And it's been, like, consistent. Like, it's been week after week of, you know, Osaka, Tokyo, and I think one other city. So it's either, like, I'm thinking, like, it hasn't been picked up in a random, well, I couldn't say bar because everything's closed. But, you know, it hasn't been picked up um, somewhere in there. The word of mouth is just organically growing. But you see all these, like countries that you've never marketed to or put any sort of like effort to try to market to those demographic but they're still listening to your content so it's like either it's through your own fans and networks and they're sharing it and it's spreading but you kind of see how quick and how fast um something can go viral and 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 how amazing it is that you can actually extend your reach just with a lot of um just with minimal effort really with on social media couple likes couple shares actually does so much does. that a lot of people don't realize and it's free i was just gonna always, say it always support always support always support wherever you can i don't understand these like if literally if everyone who followed or ever supported you financially was to do the free stuff you wouldn't need anyone to support you financially because all that would translate into sponsorships into deals into everything else you know and that's what people don't understand like, oh, it's so frustrating. Like, I can only like my stuff so much. I need people else to come and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, but also a lot of people get a sick thrill into seeing you kind of like fail, even though they don't want to say it out loud. It's like human nature. People are going to be like, oh, well, that didn't do so well. Ha ha. Now I feel better about my shitty life, you know? So you always got to face those types of people. But I mean, yeah. if I could just instill one message, support, like, share, rate exactly what you said at the beginning do it for all all your artists musicians podcasters you know people that are trying to build a brand if you got a, a friend that's into hobbies and crafts go like their page go right. share their stuff it does it takes nothing and it helps them enormously and especially if the people have talent now i could understand if they're like whatever and <laughs> and like you know what i mean like no but you could honestly tell the people who want to actually make this and do this for a living versus those people that are just trying to either go viral once or that just put no effort into it like you could tell when people put effort like it's not something you just bat an eye at right yeah exactly broken links is one of them Oh, I don't know how to segue into the next thing. So, well, I'll just say, uh, speaking of broken links, <laughs> the next award, the next award is for video game personality of the year. So, have you played anything worthwhile this year? Are you a gamer yourself? Are you into anything? Did any of did that keep you busy through COVID? Yeah, Nintendo Switch. There you go. Um, Animal Crossing. 
Crossing when that was a big thing. Oh, and I got bored of it. Okay. And I shifted over to Pokemon Sword and Shield with the expansion packs. Oh, shit. I am, a, I am a gamer myself, but it's mostly, like, Nintendo-based. Like, I've been a Nintendo junkie since I was a kid. Okay, nothing so, wrong like, with I that. So, like, I collect all the games, all the generations, Zelda, Mario, Pokemon. That's all my jam. Oh, that's awesome. So, so, so what's your favorite? Okay, oh, how about this? I'll try and make it easy. Uh, Mario versus Zelda, if you, if you could only pick one. Oh, gosh, probably Zelda. Oh, okay, so now I see what you like. Okay, perfect. So you actually are a gamer, okay, because if you weren't a gamer, you would have said Mario, because everyone could play Mario, right? Everyone can it's, it's most yeah because it's meant for the general public, but Zelda is actually meant for people that actually want to like learn a storyline, right. see the different cult, like subcultures that they created, all the different characters. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, so here to present the video game personality of the year award is nerdcore rapper Mega Ran. Hello, this is Mega Ran, and I'm here to give you the nominees for the video game personality of the year. On the DP Awards. Shout out to my homies at the podcast. Oh yeah. Ages. Volume 2. In digital stores now. Hashtag. Cheap plug. Alright. So let's get it going. First nominee. Tim Kitzrow. Boom shakalaka. Next. Tommy Tallarico. You know the resume. Next. Brett Weiss. Michael Mendheim, Patrick Hickey Jr., Philip J. Reed, Matt Margini, Brock Wilbur, Mike Ivory, and Tommy Gagnon, Gabe Durham, and Elise Knorr. And the winner is... Well, don't keep me in suspense, bro. Tell me the winner. Tell me. I want to know. There is Mega Ran. So, are you into the nerdcore culture of hip hop? Have, have you discovered this? <laughs> I was just gonna bring it up, being like nerdcore. So, I'm guessing it's um, gamer centric, or I guess you know, nerd centric. Anything I mean, really, nerd. Like, so it could be like anime, it could be wrestling, it could be video games, like anything that a nerd consumes. And I'm sure they rap they, about. They pack, they pack the rap full of good punchlines that a lot of nerds would understand. And I gotta check that out because if there's some like. I'm, I'm sure I want to check first of all what's his name Mega Rat Mega <laughs> wow Mega Ran Mega Ran yeah R-A-N Mega Ran okay Mega Ran like I Mega Man no disrespect no disrespect to Mega Ran from one artist to another no of course I, I want to check I want to check his stuff out because I, the thing about hip hop right like you, we, we, t- we talked about it in my episode you, you got to bring a niche to, the, to what you want to portray and for me it's LGBTQ hip hop right I got to talk a lot of that in my music in my lyrics but you like nerd, you got nerdcore, right? So it's all different stuff. Uh, I want to like understand his flow and his style, but also appreciate the artistry that comes with the lyricism behind that. That's, nope. that's dope. I actually like that. And it's not because he was a guest on the show, but I consider him one, if not the best nerdcore rapper out there. And the funny thing is, is like his last couple of stuff that he's been dropping hasn't been like nerdcore related. It's strictly like hip hop, right? So you know what I mean? So he's trying to branch off and do his other shit. But when even like same thing that you said, when he came on, he doesn't want to just be known for that. He wants to be able to just be called a hip hop artist. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's all encumbersome. Like, yeah, okay, there's little divisions there, there, but in the end, it's all hip hop. Like that's what people don't understand. Like, you know what I mean? Who fucking cares what you rap? about you don't need to put it in a box again speaking of boxes being human right what can you do so without further ado the winner this year 
for the Video Game Personality of the Year Award is Patrick Hickey Jr. He's back with an acceptance speech. Let's see what he has to say. It's me. It's me. That D-O double O. That that's a professional wrestler from the nineties. Um, Patrick Hickey Jr. here again, the author of the minds behind the games book series, graciously accepting the video game personality of the year award from the Deep Podcast. Duh podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for voting for me. Means a lot. I work super hard on these books. I just want them to be enjoyed by as many people as possible. So thank you to everyone who voted. Thank you to everyone who voted a lot. And thank you to everyone who didn't vote for me. Because you're awesome too. There you go. There's Patrick Hickey Jr. once again. With his voice that you love so much. He sounds so humble. (laughs) No, he's, like I said, he's an awesome dude. What else good can you say about him? But we're running out of time, my friend. This is cutting it. I don't want to make this one of those boring three, four-hour award shows like everyone's used to. I like it nice, short, and sweet to the point. So let's do it. No, before we get to the final one, let's get into the weird story of the week. Are you ready for this, my friend? Oh, let's get weird. Okay, so. Usually I try and relate to something about the weird story or maybe the guest, but this is just, I didn't even know this existed and this was a thing. So no disrespect to anyone who actually suffers from this, but it's weird for a reason. If it's not normal, that's got to be weird, right? So this week's weird story comes from Texas, where a 26-year-old woman is having a bit of a problem with her breasts. Okay? So... The problem is, her breasts haven't stopped growing since she turned 12. So, look how long her breasts have been growing for, non-stop. So, she's currently at an O-bra. I didn't even know those existed. And the next one up is a P, which she can't find any. Like, O is like the biggest they've ever made. Like, so she doesn't know what she's going to do next now because she can't even find support. And it's already overfilling and she needs like new ones soon. So, as mentioned, they started to grow when she was 12, right? So, within three months, she went from being flat-chested to double Ds in three months. That must have killed her body. Poor thing. Right? Okay, so needless to say, when she was in school, obviously she was bullied, poor thing, for her chest, right? People saying stuff like she got implants at a young age. People saying stuff like if she was to run, she'd give herself a black eye. All the usual what kids do, right? So... But here's the thing, though. She she ended up marrying. So now as an adult, she still gets unwanted attention, though, which sucks. You would think as an adult, people doing this stuff. Like, this is what... It's not... Okay, yeah, it's weird that her breasts keep going. But this what caught my eye, and this is what I want to talk about, because I fucking hate these type of people. I hate people who make fun of someone that has a problem that you can't control. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you do it to yourself, like, say you shave your head, I'm going to laugh at you if you look stupid because you did that to yourself. Like, you know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Or if you do something, like, with your... I could only compare to myself. Something with your beard or if you get, like, a piercing somewhere. Like, whatever. Like, you know, a a shitty tattoo, I'm going to make fun of you. But if something happens to you either because of a disease or because you were born with it, like, you know what I mean? Especially as an adult. So, people... Okay, people would ask if they could touch them. Like, just strangers. People would ask if they were real. People would even were going up to her and motorboating her, for fuck's sakes. Wow, that's disgusting. Right? Okay, so at home it's no better. 
she's constantly knocking stuff over. It's almost impossible for her to bathe, like, and to shave properly because without a bra, her breasts. This is this is where I really felt sorry. Her breasts reach down to her belly button. That's how big they are now. Wow. Right. So her she has a husband who actually has a good job, supports her financially, all that stuff. So thank God for that. So obviously she obviously she's a bit depressed, but she's not like suicidal or anything. But her breasts are literally a money pit. Like they, she wants to get the reduction surgery, and there's a way to fix this, but they can't just afford it. And she's desperately scared just how much more they're gonna grow. Like you know what I mean? And then so I did some research myself. So I'm like, okay, like because you know the internet, I you can't trust shit on the internet, right? So you gotta fact check and see what's going on. So I did my, my research, whatever, and then apparently a couple of hundred women a year go through this, but it's actually called something. It's like gigantomastia. Maybe I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but it's in that term, whatever. And it's, and, but it's when the breasts grow constantly, but for only a few years, but then they eventually stop. This is like an extreme one. Doctors are baffled. They don't know what to do. They know they could stop it. Like, you know what I mean? So it's just one of those things. Like, you know what I mean? Can you imagine? imagine if men had that problem, though. I was just gonna say that. Okay, now this is gonna turn funny. Imagine if your dick kept growing and it didn't stop. Okay, first of all, <laughs> you'd be called Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But can you imagine it kept going and then it's literally surpassed your leg and now you can't even tie it down to your leg and it just keeps going and going? I mean, what do you gotta do? You gotta like start tying it up in ribbons and bows and throwing it over your shoulder. Like, fuck. Obviously, you could never get that thing hard. And imagine when you want to come. Like, you pass out, Steve. You pass oh, yeah, out. That's once right. You try to get the hard. blood. Yes. <laughs> I could only imagine. Oh, my God. But you'd have oh to literally God. chop it. Like, what else can you do? Yeah. What else can you do, really? Oh, my God. So, yeah, size isn't always good. So, you know, all those little, all those women out there who are complaining that have like bee stings as boobs, be grateful because there's always an opposite. And, I don't know, man. Like, what's worse, having these big type of boobs versus having no boobs? Like, I, again, I'm, a, I'm not a woman, so I wouldn't know. But, like, you know what I mean? I guess it's versus would you rather have well, a, a really like, big dick or a micro dick? Okay, well. Right? I think, I think whatever, whichever <laughs> option is the most healthiest for you and your body. Well, it would be micro <laughs> dick, of course. But then again, like, you know, obviously you're going to have people making fun of you. Like, you're going to have... You know, probably body issues and stuff like that. But then with a big one, you can't really do anything with it and you're not getting any pleasure. But yeah, people pat you on your shoulder and say, hey, this guy I know, he has the biggest dick in the world. But what's good of it if you can't do anything? options suck for men. Wow. Right? You see that? Well, at least, at least, well, at least with a girl, if they don't have any, you know, if they're flat chested, there's things that you can do for that, right? But with the constant growing, like there's not really much you can do except for the, you know, the reduction surgery, which costs a lot of money too. And fortunately, if you can't, if you can't reduce it, that's a, that's eventually gonna like fuck with her health, right? See, but I, just, again, speaking as a heterosexual man, with guys, like a woman. So the breasts or ass, like we have two options. It's very rare you don't you find a woman nowadays that doesn't have both, like or or even like a beautiful face. Like you could get away with that. But I'm like for a heterosexual man, like I would think that all you really have to offer as a guy is your dick. So if you don't have a good dick, like I know a, a woman cares about if their, their guy is like shaped nice and has a nice ass and is built, whatever. Okay, yeah, those are bonus points. But you can't I can't really insert my ass into their vagina. Like you know what I mean? So you gotta have something to work with that. Well, have you tried? Oh god. <laughs> What does that say about my wife if I got fit my whole ass in there, man? Shit. Oh my god, I'm not, I'm not bringing her in because I actually know her and she's a very fine, young, respectable <laughs> woman. 
Uh, <laughs> I know, oh, see, man. the topics I bring up on the show. Aren't you glad you came aboard? <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait for next time. <laughs> Hopefully there is a next time and don't get shut down for this shit. <laughs> but these are questions people should be asking honestly. Do you want a micro dick or do you want a fucking elephant dick? People want to know. Yeah, leave it in the comments below. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know everyone's going to say elephant dick, right? Because everyone's ego needs to be strong. No one's going to admit they want micro dick. Come on. That's true. You are right on that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas some women would be like, I'd rather have a nicer ass than have really big tits. Like, you see what I mean? They have an option. Whereas men just, they just want a hog and that's it. <laughs> men are gross. <laughs> well, speaking of hogs, the final award of the, again, I don't know how to go into it, is Professional Wrestler of the Year. You see, it actually ties in because you can see it in their spandex sometimes. They're all lining. Uh, <laughs> I can't. See? Now you get it? Oh, man. <laughs> All right, this award. So, here to present the Pro Wrestler of the Year Award is Andrew Thompson from Post Wrestling. What is going on, everybody? Andrew Thompson here of the Andrew Thompson Interviews YouTube channel. I am here today to present to you the podcast nominees for Professional Wrestler of the Year. Kicking us off here, we have Tyson Dukes, we have Crazy Steve, Vincent Marsilia, Ken Anderson, Cody Danner, Brian Pillman Jr., Vinny Massaro, Sam Adonis, Von Vertigo, Speedball Mike Bailey, Tyler Turva, Kenny King, and Kevin Bennett. There you go. A bunch of wrestlers. That that was probably the hardest category. Like I said, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And the snowball effect. Once you have one, then another one asks. Or it leads me to another one. And then they say they want to do it, right? And then they just keep coming on. And I could talk wrestling all fucking day. So to me, I'm in heaven when I have a wrestler on. Because now I don't get judged. Because they do it for a living. So you know what I mean? They're not going to be judging me for watching. (laughs) Oh, not at all. Gosh. That's awesome. A A lot of great nominees there, eh? That was a long list. So, the winner of this year's Pro Wrestling of the Year Award, which is the main event, oddly enough, is back again, Mr. Tyson Dukes, Canadian wrestler. Hey, this is Tyson Dukes. I just wanted to thank all of y'all that got on here and voted for me on the podcast as their favorite professional wrestler to hit the, uh, the online podcast with Steve. I appreciate you very much, but what I really do want to thank you for is checking out the podcast. One of my favorite ones. It's real. It goes in many directions. You can talk wrestling one minute. You can be on conspiracy theories the next about Flat Earth and whatever. It don't matter. It's the best. And uh, I just thank you for supporting my boy and uh, keeping him alive out there and keeping us uh, all entertained while this COVID thing runs rampant through our country. Thank you very much. I appreciate you all. Continue to listen to the podcast and listen out because I'm about to hit it again and go over some crazy antics that I think are uh, important or not even important, just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Professional wrestler, (laughs) right? (laughs) I loved it. Yeah, Tyson Dukes is the best. He's he's based uh, out of uh, London, Ontario. And like I said, he's top-notch. He has a wrestling school there. If anyone's listening that wants to be a professional wrestler in southern Ontario, please, well, obviously not now, but once stuff goes back to normal, hit up Mr. Tyson Dukes. He's Tyson Dukes everywhere on social media. You can't miss him. He's the only one that is Tyson Dukes. So 
go support Mr. Tyson Dukes. And thank you, everyone, that sent in their, I guess, speeches for acceptances. I wasn't uh, really sure if everyone was going to send one in, but everyone got them in on time. Thank you so much for that. So really respect that. And thank you, everyone, for being involved. And obviously, the, the nominees, thank you for being here each and every week with me because if I had no people to talk with, I'd be talking to the wall and that would be pretty boring. And I'm not, one of the, I'm not, I'm not Bill Burr. I can't talk to myself for an hour straight and just rant about stuff. Like there's only so much, especially every week, maybe a couple of weeks because I used to do it at the beginning. But then after, after you get everything off your chest, what is there else to rant about? Like, you know what I mean? It gets sort of boring. Then you're just some crazy person who's complaining all the time. <laughs> it's fun to bring in other people from different industries and whatnot, just get a whole variety of, of, of just perspectives. Right. Well, that's the that's thing. To life. If people are listening for the first time and don't really know what the show's about and they're like, oh, fuck, this guy talks about this, this guy talks about that. The thing is, I talk about shit that I like and I know about. I'm not going to be one of these guys that are shooting shit out of my ass that I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, obviously, I have class on because I'm a huge hip-hop fan from the 90s and little current, but not as much. But you know what I mean? So I could hold my own with that. Same thing with wrestlers. I love wrestling video games. I could talk all day. So I'm not going to bring in someone to talk. Again, I've said this before on the show too. Talk about politics or talk about flowers or talk about this or that. Like, you know what I mean? I just talk about what I know, what I've experienced, and that's it. Like, you know what I mean? And just from the heart. And at the beginning when I started this, I wanted it to be raw and what I say is what's out there and that's it. And hopefully the people... Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. No scripts, no nothing, like, you know what I mean? And as best as I can do, and again, with no knowledge of anything prior to getting started on this, four years now, over 200 episodes, I think I'm not doing too bad of a job. Absolutely. I want to say congratulations just to the podcast and yourself, you know, from one artist to another. It's hard to create constantly, and you've done such a great job, you know, celebrating the fourth year DP Awards it's a great accomplishment. So you should be super proud of yourself, Steve. I am. Thank you. It's a new year. I'm going to start taking compliments better. I've noticed everyone keeps telling me that's the one thing. Even when I go back and listen to episodes, when someone gives me a compliment, I always deviate and make it about the guest and not accept a compliment. Because growing up, everyone knows my backstory. I never got any compliments from my parents. They fucking hated me. They tried to get rid of me. So it's not that I seek it either but at the same time when someone gives it to me i don't know how to receive it because i never got it so to me it's just like okay like i feel weird getting complimented i like i shouldn't deserve it or something like you know what i mean but you do deserve it That's yeah. okay so let's let's not get too let's let not get too far there like one step at a time like i'll accept it now maybe in the future i'll deserve it but for now that's what gets me by <laughs> You're so kind. Oh my gosh. Me, I'm just like, feed me compliments all the time. <laughs> so, before you plug your shit and let people know where you can find you and stream all your nice stuff, what's next for you? Like, not even music wise. Like, what do you want to do this year? What do you want to get accomplished? Want to do more writing? Do you want to do more collaborations? Like, if, even if it's just, I want to watch this TV series, what do you want to get done in 2021? My main goal is to secure uh, a high profile artist. I'm, just, I'm on the hunt right now to get a really big name and okay. kind of just bring my artistry to the next level. So working on that, but overall, just to be happy, I want to take 2021 and do things that make me happy, not just always rush. That's awesome to hear. So plug your shit, my friend, where people could find you, where people could stream your music, where people could support you on social media if they want to. Absolutely. Well, my name is Count Classy, Count with a C, Classy with a K, and you can find me everywhere. If you Google me, you can Spotify me, Apple Music, iHeartRadio, every single streaming platform has my music on it, or you can simply go to www.countclassy.com. 
listen to my music for free and learn more about me and see which articles I was featured in. That's awesome. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show and support those fine sponsors because what helps them out helps me out. And most importantly, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms because that's the one thing that helps me the most. And I'd like to specially thank Megaran. James Lynch, Andrew Thompson, Brian Fonseca, Jennifer McAuliffe, Max and Jesse, Patrick Hickey Jr., and Mr. Tyson Dukes for contributing to this week's episode. That was very awesome and gracious of all of you to send in your recordings. Thank you. Hopefully people enjoyed this. We got off to a rocky start, but I think we ended well. I think so, too. (laughs) It was a lot of um, adult humor. There you go. And on that note, the fourth annual DP Awards comes to an end. He's classy. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.